You're listening to The Grits Blitz, a podcast featuring two brothers, Mikey Puckett and Connor Puckett. We grew up as childhood Atlanta Falcons fans. We watch every game, and we love to break down the film. We're paying tribute to the 1977 Atlanta Falcons defense that holds an NFL record for a 14-game season. They held opponents to 9.2 points per game. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Grits Blitz. The Atlanta Falcons lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 35-22. You had the Falcons taking a lead in the first quarter, 10-7, eventually losing this lead in the second, third, and fourth quarters. The Bucs essentially outplayed the Atlanta Falcons, as you can see by the score. This wasn't a game that the Falcons actually gave away. It just was a game that the Falcons got simply beat in the trenches. Uh, If you look at it, you have Matt Ryan uh, getting sacked six times. You have us sacking the quarterback zero times. That was something that has been our MO over the last two weeks, has been being able to get to the quarterback, get QB hits, get pressure, and that didn't happen. And the other team did make that happen. I think really when you boil it down, The way the Falcons win and lose games is really done in the trenches. They have enough talent at wide receiver and at quarterback and on the defensive side of the football at linebacker with Deion Jones and even even with a banged up, you know, uh, safety core and and cornerback core, they got enough. They got KZ, they got Trufant, they got Allen. Those are guys that can make plays and should be making plays and just didn't today. So essentially what you have here is our defensive line uh, failed failed epically today, and so did our offensive line. So, And I think really that's that's where it comes down to. And, and once again, if you're going to be a team that fails to be able to run the football consistently, I mean, 57 yards. I mean, this is one of the biggest problems that the Falcons face is, is that they become one-dimensional quickly. And in the, you know, the ability to make teams, make defenses work, to figure out what you're trying to do goes out the window when you can't run the football. And so this is a continual problem. But when I first was watching the game in the first quarter, we'll go by quarter by quarter, I really thought that this was going to be just we we're going to build on this the way they came out hitting uh, hitting the tight end down the seam. Um, Graham, I think, yeah, he got 53-yard catch uh, down the seam. I mean, I was like, oh, boom. And then the Calvin Ridley end around and then – yeah, thinking that we're going to go in there and, and, and score, and uh, we we kind of choked that one away uh, and had to kick, settle for a field goal, so we get 3-0. And, and then James Winston comes out and immediately throws a pick, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, and, and that pick, by the way, I mean, the commentators kind of made the point too, but is is a Mike Evans issue. That dude needs to cut that route. His big body cutting that route underneath, uh, he, he, he just failed to do that, so... And, and we got an easy pick, easy pick. And so then we then we come back out and we do nothing with the football and offense. And so really, I think the defense actually in, in the first quarter and second quarter were doing a lot to put us in a position, uh, creating you know those turnovers uh, to put us in position to uh, to take a lead and and to really beat down a team that's already down like the Bucks. And and we just didn't and and, and didn't take advantage of those opportunities on offense uh you know something to to kind of i would like to highlight about our offense is, is calvin ridley is really stepping up and so is um gage i mean these guys are 
I mean, who would have thought that losing Sanu, that Gage would come in and become a contributor to this offense? I mean, he has done a phenomenal job. Uh, just being consistent with the hands, just making catches when the ball is thrown to him, just consistently catching the football. And then Ridley coming on strong with some good catches and making some plays and, and, and causing some issues. And once again, we see Julio Jones just being a beast. But, man, that that, that is that is some big-time stuff right there. Uh, and then, you know, hey, I want to give shout-out to Allen for the punting. I mean, he did a great job punting the football as well, pinning the Bucks deep. Just our defense, man, just continued to buckle uh, under the pressure. And I said, I've said this before, Jameis Winston, when he plays the Atlanta Falcons, is very, very good. Uh, he, he just has an ability to dice our team up. Whatever, reason, whatever it is, Jameis just understands what it takes to beat the Falcons. I mean, or, or to beat the Falcons' defense. I don't think he hasn't been very successful against the Falcons winning, but his best games are against the Atlanta Falcons. And, and so... It's, it's not surprising to see Jameis Winston throw for three, over 300 yards and, and get three touchdowns there. I want to circle back to Matt Ryan a little bit. Just watching him play, I mean, something has to be up with him. I mean, he's, he's got to be nursing an injury of some sort. I don't know what could possibly be going on with him unless he's still nursing that ankle. I mean, he looks good moving. He was able to move around in the pocket, able to pick up on a rushing attempt, a, a first down. But I'm still just, I just don't know uh, kind of what is what is kind of going on with him. I just feel like something's just not triggering right away. It could be that picking up another offense, uh, the cutter offense, I mean, it really does, it truly does take, you know, 10 to 12 weeks for a team to really figure out a, a new offense and, and to really be clicking on all cylinders. And is that what he's struggling with and struggling through? I'm not sure. I think also the other thing is just, just the amount of that he's rushed and, and the amount of hits that he takes. If we want to keep Matt Ryan over the next five years healthy, we got to beef up this offensive line. we got to figure out the issues here. I think we drafted guys. I mean, we just need to get a better performance out of that unit, the offensive line unit, because that's that's pretty pretty frustrating uh, to to experience uh, them, you know, failing there. So I've been talking a lot about our defense being able to create havoc points. I think the other week against the Panthers, they were able to essentially create. 15, 13, 15 plays that essentially, or 16, I think, plays against the Panthers that resulted with negative, had a negative impact for the Panthers, like on offense, which are essentially drive killers. For us, we had seven, just for comparison. And they, the other team, Bucks, they had, for an example, they had 14 plays that we were on offense that ended up being negative, negatively affecting the offense. So just in comparison, you know, just the Bucks on defense over half, you know, doubled, sorry, not half, doubled our Havoc rating uh, or Havoc plays that were created. So I, you're just, 
you gotta that to me that is has become an interesting thing to look for on defenses and to look for um against us is is seeing what are other teams doing uh, that are affecting our offense and getting it off rhythm and the bucks did it and we didn't i mean we failed tremendously i think this kind of continues to point at the consistent storyline that dan quinn is coaching his last season for the Atlanta falcons i really thought that he was turning it around just with the dominance that the defense was playing with i was like i mean wouldn't you this is incredible uh what we're seeing you know eight quarters not uh of essentially you know eight to ten quarters of essentially locking down the other team from getting points and and then here you go you got this game where they throw 35 points on the board uh granted one of them was a touchdown defensive touchdown so i don't know i mean the game just got out of hand got out of the way and, and it was very quickly and maybe this is one of the things that you can point out about Dan Quinn Falcon teams has been if they get punched in the face, they don't punch back. They have to start the game off hot and on fire. And and, and since they're front runners, and I, I would say that's pretty true and characteristic of the Falcons has been that they are a front running team. And if they get hit in the face, they really don't punch much back and they and they try and 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 they just continue to fail to do that and it's pretty clear that that it seems to be the mo like they need to start off the game first second third quarter on fire and nothing needs to go wrong for them to be able to win the game but as soon as things start slipping away like for instance that chris godwin which let's bring up that play was absolutely incredible uh play Great throw, great defense though. Dion's there, KZ's there. KZ needs to make the tackle. Godwin catches it and takes it to the house. I felt like as soon as that play happened, and that it was a huge play, big play, I felt like our defense just kind of crumbled mentally and allowed for the Bucks to kind of do what they needed to do. And I don't know, it's it's, it's frustrating to watch. A pro football team perform like this week in and week out. The other thing that is negative, so if we do want to talk this Dan Quinn, you know, exiting, which I think is is going to happen, especially, you know, now. I think you're still going to be wrestling with a ton of issues next year. I think there's a per, there's some personnel problems on this team. There's some guys that maybe are rated higher and aren't good enough and shouldn't be playing maybe on a NFL roster necessarily. I think there are a few of those on our team. I think it'd be pretty frustrating. I, I think there are guys that are, are making some big mistakes that really are over idolized by the Falcons and by their front office. So I don't really know if you change the coaches, are things going to significantly change next year? Is this team all of a sudden going to become a playoff team? I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I don't think that is necessarily the case. 
I, I think, if anything, it might have another season like this of frustrations. I think you got to get a guy in here that can utilize the offense, like Shanahan did. you got to get a guy to come in and utilize these weapons over the next two to three years because there are weapons and there's a quarterback that can get it to them consistently. And that's worth thinking about is maybe just go offensive mindset. I mean, there's a piece of me that was like so excited about Dan Quinn because it was like, we're finally going to have a team with a defense. And it just never happened. It's never truly happened. And so let's just go offense. We got the players on offense. Let's just go crazy. Let's get the guys for offense. And then, you know, a guy come in here for offense. But, and essentially get this team scoring tons of points. Goobs, gobs of points. So, all right, listen, instant reaction, a little quick reaction to what I saw on Sunday. I feel it with you guys. It's frustrating. Uh, it's fr- frustrating to watch this football team. Uh, it's frustrating to want to care and, and want to believe that there's any hope. And uh, I, I feel it. I feel it with you. All right. Go Falcons, rise up.